This is the Ask Dr. Jill podcast, where Dr. Jill Wagner will have conversations and discussions designed to take the mystery out of medicine. Your next appointment toward living a healthier life begins right now. Hello again. I hope you are having an amazing day and that you are loving yourself wholly and completely. I'm Dr. Jill Wagner, your host of the Ask Dr. Jill podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your life to spend time with me as we start season two. I am so excited. We are now in our second season. As you already know, I'm a concierge board certified family practice physician. I've been practicing for more years than I care to share at this point. Those years have given me loads of experience and a little bit of insight. This podcast is an opportunity to share both of those with you. There's so many things that affect our health and well-being. We're all concerned about the issues that we face individually and collectively, things like climate change, a global pandemic, health disparities, and the list goes on and on. Not to mention just the stressors that we have, that we face as we go through life. All of these things affect our health and our well-being. So this season, I want to focus on hope and healing, two things that are important for us all if we're going to live fully productive and content lives. We'll have discussions as we did in season one, but this season I will also invite some special guests to join us to bring their perspective and expertise to our discussions. My goal is always to educate, inspire, and motivate you to lean in to whole healthy living. I really want you to subscribe and share the information with those that you care about. When you hear something that will fit into your life, activate it immediately so that it will start to work for you. For those of you who don't know already, I practice in Dallas, and if you'd like to become a patient in that practice, contact information will be provided in the show notes. But for now, let's get started with this episode of Ask Dr. Jill. So today we're going to talk about brain health. Now, Many of us don't even think about brain health until we get to the point where we notice that we are not functioning as well as we were before. But brain health is important throughout our life. Uh, It even starts when we're young people. Our brain health determines how well we are able to function in life and and how successful we are. So every brain changes with age and mental function changes along with it. Mental decline is common, and it's one of the most feared consequences of aging. But cognitive impairment is not an inevitable thing. You don't have to become cognitively impaired because you are older. So today, I just want to hit 12 quick things that can help you maintain your brain function. 
So the first one is get mental stimulation. That means make sure that you are doing things that involve your brain and engage your brain in a different way. You can do things as simple as brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand. So when you get up in the morning, instead, if you're right hand dominant, instead of brushing your teeth with your right hand, if you do it with your left hand, that stimulates your brain in a way that is unusual for it. So through research with mice and humans, scientists have found that brainy activities such as brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand stimulates your brain to make new connections between the nerve cells. And it may even help the brain generate new cells. That's right, you heard me. It might even help your brain generate new cells developing what we call neurological plasticity and building up a functional reserve that provides a head against future cell loss. So if you have some brain cells that are extra, so to speak, then you have some protection uh, against any damage in the future. Any mentally stimulating activity should help to build up your brain. Read, take courses, try mental gymnastics such as word puzzles or math problems, uh, things that you are uncomfortable doing. Experiment with things that require manual dexterity, doing things with your left hand if you're right hand dominant or doing things with your right hand if you're left hand dominant things that take special effort from your brain, things such as drawing or painting or doing other crafts, those things will stimulate your brain so that it will stay uh, activated and ready to do the things that you were created to do. So number one was mental stimulation. Number two is physical exercise. Research shows us that using your muscles also helps your mind. When you use your muscle, that's feedback that goes back to your brain to keep it stimulated. Animals who exercise regularly increase the number of little bitty brain uh, blood vessels that bring oxygen-rich blood to the region of the brain that is responsible for thought. And exercise also spurs the development of new cells and increases the connections between those brain cells, the way they communicate with each other. It's called the synapses. This results in brains that are more efficient, plastic, and adaptive. And that translates into better performance as we age. Also lowers blood pressure, improves cholesterol levels, helps blood sugar, and reduces your mental stress, all of which can help your brain as well as your heart. So number two is get physical exercise. Number three is improve your diet. Everything we talk about always ends up in this place. We always talk about diet. Why is that important? If you don't have the correct uh, phytonutrients and phytochemicals, those things that you get from plants and vegetables, 
If you don't have the correct phytonutrients and phytochemicals, your brain will not have the substances that it needs to make the neurotransmitters or the chemicals that help your brain to uh, function properly. Good nutrition can help your mind as well as your body. So let me give you an example. People that eat a Mediterranean style diet, you've heard of the Mediterranean diet before, that emphasizes fruit, vegetables, fish, nuts, unsaturated oils, such as olive oil and plant sources of protein are much less likely to develop cognitive impairment and dementia. So as they age, they age better. Their brains continue to function better. So number three was improve your diet. Think of something right now that you can do to improve your diet so that you can uh, eat for your brain and be better. The next thing is improve your blood pressure. Now, the things we've talked about before, the exercise and improving your diet will also improve your blood pressure, but high blood pressure, particularly in midlife, increases the risk of cognitive decline as we get older. So use lifestyle modification, doing the things that we've talked about to keep your blood pressure as low as possible. Stay as lean as you can. Exercise regularly. Limit your alcohol. Try not to do any more than one to two drinks per day. Reduce your stress and follow a healthy diet. That will improve your blood pressure and that will improve your brain function. I want to take just a quick break to remind you that this episode is brought to you by WellAware Supplements. Every wellness plan should include strategic supplementation, vitamins, minerals, and herbal supplements that help you to achieve your health goals. At WellAware, being your health partner is of the utmost importance. We have high quality, affordable supplements that will be delivered directly to your doorstep. So you don't have to stand in the drugstore or health food store gazing at the endless shelves of supplements trying to make a decision about which ones are right for you. We make it easy, convenient, and affordable. To start your strategic supplementation today, go to askdrjill.net slash supplements and order yours now. Then number five, improve your blood sugar. Diabetes is an important risk factor for dementia. You can help prevent diabetes by eating right and exercising and doing the other things that we've talked about, but also decreasing those foods that become sugar. So you know what they are. They are simple processed foods, which will elevate your blood sugar. And that elevated blood sugar damages small blood vessels. And when you have damaged small blood vessels, you don't get proper blood flow to your brain. And a brain that doesn't have good blood flow is a brain that doesn't have what it needs to function optimally. So number five, improve your blood sugar. Number six, 
improve your cholesterol. High levels of bad cholesterol. You see, when you get your cholesterol done, you see the total and you see the good, the the HDL and the bad, the LDL. The LDL, I call it lousy cholesterol. It's actually low density lipoprotein, but you can remember by remembering that it's lousy, but high levels of LDL cholesterol are associated with an increased risk of dementia. So we don't want to do anything that increases our risk of dementia. Diet, exercise, weight control, avoiding alcohol, but also avoiding tobacco because tobacco and cigarette smoke does the same thing to those tiny blood vessels as too much sugar does. So avoiding tobacco will go a long way toward improving your cholesterol levels. And if your cholesterol levels are better, you are less likely to damage those blood vessels. You are more likely to get excellent flow to the brain and more likely for that brain to continue to function optimally. So improve your cholesterol levels. Number seven, consider taking a low-dose aspirin. That's something that you want to talk about uh, with your healthcare provider. Um, They can tell you if there's any risk for you taking an aspirin a day because everybody doesn't need one. But there are some observational studies that suggest that a low-dose aspirin may reduce the risk of dementia, especially vascular dementia, which is dementia that's associated with damage to the blood vessels. Ask your doctor or your healthcare provider, have a conversation with them about it. Make sure there's not any contraindication uh, based on what your health conditions are or what you're taking already. And if it's something that is good for you, then you might want to consider that. The next one, number eight, we've already talked about a little bit, and that's avoid tobacco. That's pretty simple. We don't need to talk about that a long time, but avoid tobacco, chewing, smoking, any of those things. Um, The chemicals in the tobacco can damage your blood vessels and therefore cause issues for your brain. I know there are people who will say, uh, I only do a little bit or, you know, it's something that I do to relax. And didn't you say stress management is important? But those chemicals can really uh, wreak havoc on your blood vessels. The other thing that I think it's important to talk about is secondhand smoke. We don't have so much of that as we used to in our society because so few people are smoking these days compared to the numbers um, that were a few years ago. I haven't looked at the numbers to see whether smoking has gone up during the pandemic. That would be interesting to know. But also avoid secondhand smoke. So try not to be in a car or with somebody who smokes or in a home with somebody who smokes, because although you're not smoking yourself, you do get the consequences of that secondhand smoke. 
Then the next thing, don't abuse alcohol. We talked about limiting your alcohol. Excessive drinking is a major risk factor for dementia. So if you choose to drink, remember, limit yourself to one or two drinks per day. Then the next number 10, care for your emotions. All of the things that we were talking about before uh, were things that were external, but your emotions are internal. People who are anxious or depressed, people who are sleep deprived or exhausted, tend to score poorly on cognitive function tests. Poor scores don't necessarily predict an increased risk of cognitive decline, but it does indicate that your brain is being affected by those conditions. So good mental health and restful sleep are certainly important goals for you in trying to make sure that your brain stays healthy. Then the final, well, this is not the final one. This is number 11, protect your head. Try not to do things that will cause you to damage your brain. Uh, there are a lot of people who are thrill seekers um, and with thrill seeking, there comes the risk of head injury. Even people who play sports where they get a lot of head trauma, not even so much just head banging, but they get trauma where the brain is being uh, shaken back and forth inside the skull. Those concussions or even those little tiny concussions that you don't know about increase the risk of cognitive impairment. And then finally, Make sure that your social networks are strong. If you have strong social networks, the data indicates that you are much more likely to have a brain that functions well into old age. I hope these things have given you something to work on and I uh, expect your brain to function well, well into old age. As always, I want to say thank you for joining me for the Ask Dr. Jill podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe, like, and share to stay connected. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ask Dr. Jill. I hope this episode has brought you one step closer to living a healthier life. Until next time, thank you for spending some of your priceless, irreplaceable time with me. I pray abundant blessings, health, and healing to you and those you love. And I will chat with you at your next Ask Dr. Jill podcast appointment. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for care by a doctor or other qualified health professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey to wellness, seek assistance from a qualified medical professional. It is important that you have someone in your corner that is qualified, trained, licensed, health 
practitioner, helping you make the health changes you desire as you venture toward the healthiest you possible.